0: Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about The Deuce Season 2, Episode 1, it's called our raison d'etre, so full spoilers for the episode, and we're back, we're back with Season 2, and we really like Season 1, Season 1 was a really good good season of 8 episodes, um, very tightly directed, very impressive in its production, great cast, and we're back, we're back with a, a 6 year time jump uh for we were 71 last last season this 1977 uh so we're a good chunk later in the decade and some things have changed some things haven't changed that much you know it's kind of we've moved along everyone's kind of on the path we kind of expected them to be on based on where we were for the most yeah some further than others yeah um what i want to compliment right away is the opening shot which is a a one a one shot uh steadicam following candy as she walks in from the street up into this new disco, this club, uh, the 366, which now Vincent runs. He now owns a club. And now Abby, who he was with, of course, from season one, is running the old bar, the Hi-Hat, which was new in season one, yeah. but now it's like six years old, obviously.
1: Now it's this, uh, this this punk
0: bar. Yes, yeah, so, which he doesn't understand because he's an old man and punk's a new thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, But no, the opening shot with Candy was very good. I, I thought it told us a lot of information despite because the episode as a whole is very much here's reintroducing every character and reminding you where they all are yeah um but that opening shot with candy i thought because she's walking down the street like we've seen her do a lot a lot of times but she's walking down with a fur coat on and she looks like she owns the place like she's you know she's a big big shot now and some people like say hi to her she kind of smells at them and again, it's all one take, and she goes into this door, and she goes up the stairs, and as she goes round the stairs, around the corner upstairs, she starts to, like, you know, move with the music a little bit. She starts to, like, dance just a little touch, and, say, you know, big makes there, and he, like, says, hi, beautiful, and spins her around, and she comes in, and we keep following her into the club. It's a very impressive one shot, because we start out in the street, and we go in, and I'm sure there's a couple of tricks to, like, connect, like, different locations, yeah. but it feels like one shot as she goes out of the club, and we, we eventually get to Laurie and Cece at the bar, and then, obviously, Vincent comes up, and Vincent's got long hair, frankie does not so now it's very easy to tell them apart i applaud this this change this feels like it was a, a feedback driven decision
1: possibly less a yeah. creative choice and more people were
0: struggling and they were like
1: right okay let's just make it
0: easy yeah very point. i mean you see that i mean i think you could argue it's kind of 50 50 where the creators of themselves have watched season one seen the reaction and went you know what no I, th- I think we made the wrong choice we should probably give one of them an identifying marker. Yeah. in this case longer hair uh, so Vin- Vincent's rocking the hair, uh, which is fine. There's even a joke actually in the episode about someone not telling them apart, um, which I thought was fun. The new guy who runs the the diner, uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, we've, yeah, we got a lot of the same locations, but we got this new club, and we see that everyone or most people are doing quite well. Uh, I say most. There's a couple that aren't, but for the most part, everyone seems to have advanced in what they're doing, because because the, the opening scene is very much because it ends with with Vincent and. And candy just kind of complimenting each other, and saying, "Hey, look at us! You know, I've got the hottest club. Doing in pretty town. good. Yeah. yeah, you're like this, this star director, producer, porn star. <laughs> like, like life's going pretty well. Um, and it all seems. now obviously, we're going to get into some nitty gritty and see why things aren't as perfect as they possibly should be. Um, of course, because otherwise there'd be no plot, and it would just be everyone's happy for nine episodes. I mean, you, you say that there wasn't that much plot in season one." <laughs> In the best way possible. Uh, no,
1: I I don't yeah. mean
0: that as a, as yeah. an
1: insult.
0: In the best way possible. Uh, so what we did last season is we, we kind of just took each character's plot because I mean they, they over the over obviously lapped in places here or there, but for the most part we could take this character or a group of characters in their plot and and work from there. So we'll we'll take Vincent. Why not? Yeah. Start with just, him. Just before we do. Oh yeah. Was this a new uh, opening title credits? Uh, song because I don't yeah. remember this at all. The song the song's completely different. uh What I actually liked about it, because at first I was criticizing it in my head because I thought this is all the same clips though, they've just slapped a new song on it. However, about halfway through it transitions to new footage, and I think the point of that was that it's like because we're going further in de- the decade, some of the because obviously there's lots of images from the time period and it's made it look like it's yeah. of the era. Um, as it went on it changed into what I I would take as later 70s stuff like okay so this is how the decade Mm -hmm. developed by this point which is funny because if we get a season 3 and it jumps in another 4 or 5 years we'll actually be in the 80s yeah which would make a lot of sense actually because the the whole idea of the the era of this part uh, of the city kind of went through the 80s as well so it actually makes a lot of sense to kind of keep going like that no, but, it does.
1: Yeah. I, I just, I was just like, I don't remember this song at all. Am
0: I, am I imagining it? Um, it doesn't surprise me either because uh, the the wire did a kind of similar thing. Uh, although that, that actually, that kept the same song, but every year was a different cover, like a different band would do a different version yeah, of it, right. uh, and they would sound very it's, different.
1: It's something I'm used to from a lot of anime, where they change, they'll, they'll change the song halfway through a season just because.
0: The deuce reminds me of
1: anime. <laughs> No, no, just in terms of this, like, <laughs> the, the way they're, they're really flippant with the opening song. Being like, yeah, okay. go on, we felt like a change. We'll just do it now.
0: Yeah. Like, so I'd, 12 I'd, episodes I'd, in. I'd expect a new one every season. Yeah, not oh, cool. That just seems to be the choice they're going to make, which is, which is fine. Uh, yeah. and, and maybe even you could argue the song choices again is that, uh, it's like, oh, this one's like a later 70s type style track as opposed to the first season, I don't know. I don't, I don't know my music well enough in the 70s to actually say that and mean it. I'm just assuming that's the case. I can't remember the one from the first season well <laughs> enough to, to, clearly, because I, I wasn't sure that this was new. Fair enough, fair enough. So Vincent's problem for this episode as tradition is uh, Frankie. <laughs> Frankie <laughs> yeah. Uh, co-runs the uh, I can't remember what it was called the shot hop or something like that the shot, oh, god damn it, I can't remember name of it but it's a sex shop with the, with the windows and the, the yes. booths and all that. Uh, obviously, it's another place that Rudy kind of takes a cut from, and that's all fine. And Frankie comes out, He makes some small talk with a guy, and he goes into the back. He's like, he keeps questioning is Irene here. Irene's a new character. She's the co-manager. She's the, also who runs this place. Um, and they reference a lot of a lot of the episode that she's has been, uh, and and much less friendly wording, might I add. Uh, but he goes into the back, and he just empties the safe, and he walks out, and he just kind of assures the guy, like the bouncer dude, who's got the you know the the change you know belt on. Because he, he, he has people change. There's this one guy that keeps coming up for change for the, the booth, for one of the booths. Yeah. He's like, well, that guy comes in here and spends like $20 and quarters in that same booth every day. He's obsessed. But he's leaving and he's just like, no, don't worry, I'm taking this to the bank, I'm going to deposit it. And, you know, Irene walks some of their breakfast because, you know, it's been all night, you know, it's start of the morning. And she comes in like, oh, Frank, and says, oh, Frankie Doe. And he's like, no, no, I'm going to the bank, I swear, I'm going to deposit it. And it's kind of murky because you're like. Because I think at this point you're not necessarily sure if he's running this place yet. We find out as the episode goes on that he actually works here as well. He's also... But but we know Frankie. Yeah, we know Frankie. And we know he's, he's probably not going to deposit it. And not only do we know that, we get the impression from the context of the scene, the way that Irene and the other guy are acting, that he's done this before and they know they should be worried. <laughs> yeah yeah that's it
1: it's six years later and right? he's just like yeah yeah it's still
0: frankie well actually one of my favorite lines in this is that he comes in and he's to make small talk with the guys he's kind of talking about you know the, the the basketball game last night or whatever it was and he's complaining about the play and the guy at one point says oh did you have a bet on and he just says always <laughs> always yeah it was a stupid question yeah um so so vincent you know he goes home and he's he arrives at home in the morning and abby's just getting up to go and start working in the bar and you know we we see that they're they're in a, a living relationship uh dependent on each other but uh they're at very different times clearly and he tries to initiate sex but she's not got time for it and she has to go but then he gets a phone call about about frankie and he's like oh frankie so he spends the episode and this is actually a really neat trick to introduce us to where everyone is right now because his plot this episode is to go around all of our other main characters and collect Rudy's take as as well as looking for Frankie because he stole this yeah. money so that leads us to a few other people it leads us back to the bar with, with Abby I and mean, she, she's running this place and she's been a little bit different she's, a bit, she's been a bit more liberal with it but not only the punk music she's hiring people who protest uh, she's hiring up pictures of, of vaginas essentially uh, that might be upside yeah. down that was a funny little scene I'm not going to lie I was, I was giggling um I was getting the confusion of if it was the right way up or not. That that was the part that was making me laugh. I also yeah. wasn't sure if it was actually supposed to be a like obviously it looked like a vagina, but was it supposed to just be a vagina straight up, or was it meant to be like this? Oh, this looks like a vagina, but it's actually something else or an interpretation or or whatever. I, I think the form given Abby's right. character. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Uh, so she she's writing this play her place her way, um, and then he goes to Paul, who's got his own gay bar now um and you know of course vincent's feeling a little uncomfortable as he goes in the back and there's all these things going on um it's just, uh, i'm looking for a guy <laughs> and someone just guy. comes up behind him yeah well it's, i think it's paul actually sticks up behind him and hugs him uh yeah. and, so he turns around and sees it. him he's like oh god thank god um uh, and he's just asking quick because a guy walks by in like assless chaps and he's like where does he put his wallet <laughs> that question that's the question he's asking uh so we get interested to paul and what he's doing we'll just briefly touch on his other scene uh with his boyfriend uh is that he's wanting to set up a new place a new a new joint that's something they've set up on their own without vincent's help because he's, he, it's not that he doesn't like vincent but that leads to rudy and it means that it's never really his he wants to set up something that's completely his own um but clearly his bar that he's got right now is... inevitably going to go wrong sure yeah that said we were saying all last season that by the end vincent was going to be like in deep with the mob and be like you know in danger and here he is mean, six years later seems to have gone pretty well for him doesn't yeah. it I, I mean i'm still expected to go tits up by the end of the show but now i, I have i have no basis to say ah oh, by the end of this season or next season or whatever yeah it'll happen yeah, when definitely. it happens but so we get paul and idea he wants to do this and then you know, again, Vincent goes around, and it leads us to small places that that we we get to see, and that's and that's cool. And he's over, he's overworking, he's tired, he's not sleeping enough, uh, so setting up kind of the problems of the episode and his overall anger at Frankie. And I do like that once after this scene where Frankie takes the money near the start, we do actually we don't see him again until Vincent does. He's missing. He's a ghost. You yeah. think he might have skipped town? To be honest, at one point.
1: No, it is a nice touch. It is just, it's a very quick and easy way to just uh, pop us right alongside vincent's head isn't it
0: yeah and it turns out later that he's uh he's ran off and got married to a girl uh who's a who's one of the porn actresses from the movies because he ends up going to like candy's like you know studio where, where harvey and that works and asks about her and gets a phone number and that was kind of fun because i don't think we've ever seen vincent interact with harvey for example it was like you know it was interactions that i don't think we really got a lot of last year
1: yeah, no, I don't, I don't think so either. But though the demeanor they have, they're, they're clearly very, very familiar with each other. they you know, friendly,
0: casual. Yeah, yeah. So especially, especially Candy and Vincent. There was definitely a lot of familiarity yeah. she was, she was cracking jokes. She was like, "Hey, want to join the orgy scene?" He's like, "I'm shy. <laughs> Go away. Leave me alone." And then we finally see Vincent, or sorry, Frankie again. I'm going to do that a lot this season. Brace yourself, folks. It's happening. Yeah, I did a lot last season too. I did. Uh, he's, he's got this Christine with him and. they're they're dancing and he comes up and says they're married and he's like where did the money go where's the 10 grand because he asked him like 10 times he's trying to introduce his new wife and he keeps like where's the money where's the effing money Frankie (laughs) Abby's just there giving him evils going come on calm down Abby was probably my favourite part of this scene because there was a point where she just turned into this she had this smirk in her face and she was just enjoying the drama of the scene she was just enjoying yeah. the fighting with frankie and vincent and how it wasn't going to resolve the way vincent wanted it to be and because at one point like he wants to toast and he gets out a bottle of champagne really sarcastically does vincent and he pulls the glasses and he keeps fighting with frankie for a bit and when, when eventually when he's like hey this this just all toast and you just see abby like pass the glass over to vincent with a smirk in her face like yeah let's do it <laughs> Yeah. She, she's just enjoying the trouble. She's no- such, such an enabler. Yeah, she's just having fun with the chaos because she knows this is what Frankie's like. And then, of course, just because I think throughout this episode, you, you could think that oh, this is going to end with them properly falling out. And again, kind of like how last season we kept saying oh, eventually, it, you know, he's going to be in trouble with the mob. And I thought oh, maybe by the end of the episode, he's going to actually cut ties with with Frankie, and Frankie's going to be in trouble because he's not going to look out for him anymore and cover his ass. But instead, no, no, it reasserts, no, no, they are brothers. He does love his stupid brother no matter what. And he's like, you know what? I'll cover the money you took. It's a wedding gift from me. I paid for the ring. It's fine. Um, yeah. And that's it.
1: But this this 30 seconds after he's like, oh, you got married again. Again. No offense. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no offense. Uh, uh, yeah, and, and then he, he he keeps asking. and He's like, I'll oh, just be like my brother and don't mention it. I love it. The character Joe, yeah. Joe, I think is really impressive. But scenes like this is that at no point in my head did I ever think of, oh, it's weird they had to film this twice. Well, obviously you film scenes multiple times, but you know everything twice because there's two James Franco roles. No, yeah. It no, it feels natural the entire time. It never feels like oh, they had to like do like multiple sides of this where, in in one take he's not really standing there and and so on.
1: It it never feels
0: like it's one person playing two roles, right? It it, it feels like brothers yeah because i feel like in a lot of movies and shows when you have like t- one actor playing two roles it almost feels like a bit of a-, a gimmick and a setup where you'll have them on either side of the screen and they're making a point of saying hey 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 and this it's so natural that they never try and like you know you know really shove it in your face or anything like that it's just yeah there's, there's a, a really nice easy divide with the bar yeah you know, just on either
1: side right but it feels natural that they're stood there and yeah it was a different angle it wasn't just you know left and right uh, there there was uh, this slant that just just offset a little bit
0: i think i think what i'm trying to say is at no point in the direction did they ever do anything because it was the same actor playing both roles it feels natural mm-hmm. no decision was based on that and i'm sure it obviously presents a lot of complications when you're actually shooting but it never that never carries over to us as the viewer and that's that, that's a lot of talent i think to, for us not to feel like they're making allowances for the fact that they have to shoot it a different way because it's the same guy and that's that's impressive. I agree.
1: It, it felt like you could have had two people there, and it would look exactly the same, right? Yeah. Uh, so that's impressive. Um, yeah, I think that scene might be my favorite scene in the episode. Oh, that's fair. Uh,
0: just that was that was a, a lot of fun. It, it sounds like I'm dissing the rest of the episode, but it may be the opening shot for me. I just I thought that opening shot was just oozing style, like the way it moved with the rhythm, the way she started dancing a little bit. She went in the club, and just the way it kind of followed her. It it had this like fluidity to it that it just. No, no, that was a great shot. Fantastic camera
1: yeah. work direction. Don't get me wrong, but the 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 dialogue in this scene just absolutely fantastic.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so that that, that was his plot. And he of course he eventually does have sex the next morning with Abby, which I'll leave that for now because I feel that ties in really nicely with uh with uh Candy's story, which we'll we'll dive into. So Candy is big shot now, and we see that she's edited a porn film and it's got all these weird, almost David Lynch-esque cutaways to random shit. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think at one point, there was, like, zebras running in a field <laughs> in the middle of this part. Yeah,
1: yeah I, I don't blame the guy for going, what the hell? I can't, I can't sell this.
0: Honestly, my bigger critique, and it's funny, because Harvey does bring this up, because the whole point is, is that she's shown him this, and then he turns around and critiques it and says, no, this is shit, we can't use this for X, Y, and Z reasons. But... What made me laugh is, though, is he specifically pointed out you're cutting back to the guy's faces too much, and I'm like, yes, no one watching porn ever wants that. It's true. No it's one. It's
1: That true. No, and that's the thing, he, he, you know, the, the guy's there, it's like, yeah, look, it, it's got great pace, it, it's got yeah. style,
0: but it's not what the consumer wants yeah well actually what i like from her point of view though is that she was saying no no the the pacing ramping up is meant to be the built-in orgasm like i'm, I'm trying to emulate that in editing and i'm like you know what taking on the fact that it's porn and someone who just enjoys filmmaking i'm like you know what no that makes sense i actually really respect that that she and it's kind of showing again that she has these aspirations that even though she's doing this full time now she keeps wanting to go further she wants to become more of an yeah. artist and, and that's and, cool and the guy respects
1: that he's like no no, no that's fine you want to yeah. keep the pace you keep the pace but you do it without all the weird
0: shots yes yes um it's funny though how much porn's changed since then because porn now basically the simpler it's shot the better for most people i think like it's a lot more straightforward compared to that it definitely doesn't cut around yeah like that now um so i yeah it's just interesting but she wants to make it all artistic she wants to you oh what's this random guy at a dinner party oh that's who she's fantasizing about oh that's great well but no one cares <laughs> it's a bit selfish perhaps but no one's watching porn because they want to understand the other person's mind they're just <laughs> it's yeah, porn it's true um uh, yeah. and yeah so she takes that on board and we see her editing again later on just kind of staring at it and uh and of course as someone who does edit admittedly i've never edited porn but as someone who does edit um i will say i get like almost nightmares of watching someone edit pre-computers with like filling okay. and cutting and because there's so I, many things where i control zed I press Control Z to undo what I just did because I don't like it.
1: Uh, I get it as a, not film but music. Yeah, yeah, same thing. I was like, I can't comprehend, uh,
0: you know, editing on on tape. I just I can't. It it has to be like four or five times long to do in terms of the time it takes, if not more. Oh, easily. Yeah. Yeah. It's so absolutely. I, it's horrifying to think about. I don't, I don't like it at all. But. <laughs> But, yeah, but there's some great stuff with her on set as well. There's a great scene where she's getting ready for a scene. She's just sort of lying on the table, waiting for like, the camera crew to set up and stuff. And she's basically, she has like a, almost like a very in-your-face comment at one point where she says, you know, who, who'd have thought the most boring part of this whole thing would have been the sex? And she's kind of just sitting there daydreaming about other things to shoot. And again, there's a very meta comment at the end where, you know, she says, oh, we could go downstairs and you could shoot us, you know, robbing the liquor store. And it's not really even that serious a comment, but he just kinda of says, Oh the guy walking past says, Oh you're not dressed for it And she's like, Yeah, I'm not dressed for it. Uh it's kinda of like, yeah, the idea that she's kind of outgrowing being this. She's outgrowing doing yeah. this. Um and you know, again, so it's her her progression is exactly what we'd expect based on based on where she was I last think season. She might be the one that is exactly what we expected. Hmm. <laughs>
1: Some of the others, like, yeah, we're, maybe we're in the ballpark. Some you know, others, okay, they're nowhere near what we'd have thought. But I, I think she's exactly what we, we kind of expect her to be on, exactly on that track, you know, <clears throat> progressed, you know, really interested in the film. Yeah. Yeah. It's all there.
0: Yeah. Um, so, no, I thought that scene was really good. But, of course, the big scene at the end, just to kind of show that she's, you know... The scene where it, it intercuts her watching her fi- finished scene. Like, she's edited the scene together and she's watching it. And that intercuts with Abby and Vincent having sex. And how they have all this passion. And at the end they start smoking. And her on the other end, she's watching her scene and at the end of it she starts smoking. And it's like, for her, this is what gets... Not not off, she's not, she's not aroused by this, but this is what creatively fulfills her now. This is what she's interested in, is actually putting yeah. the scene together. More than the sex itself is whatever... Uh but again, the the comparison there is very obvious. It's very in your face, but it works because I'd forgotten how much I liked when the, the the music kicks in at the end. The just the bass. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: well, that's uh, yeah. That's the shot every time. Uh, yeah,
0: but it makes its point. It's like here's so we just made a point. Cut to music, you know. Yeah. Uh. So so very, very impressive. I thought her stuff uh, late last season is probably some of the most promising. Um. Yeah. So i will bet to see how she grows over the season, uh, with all that stuff. So. So, uh, in terms of other characters, uh, there's a bit of Laurie and Cece sort of spread throughout. She's actually one of the stars who's doing a lot of these films now. And Cece... Um, if, if any characters, ideas like, of grandeur. Ideas of grandeur. Although, I'd argue that Cece, in a lot of ways, is probably one of the characters who's progressed the least in season one. I felt like at the end of season one, we were talking about how the pimps had this struggle, where things are changing and they may not be as relevant anymore. And I feel like is still in the exact same place where he is just clutching it telling the line yeah, yeah he's just holding on to it as, as hard as he can you know he gives candy some shit at the start for not arranging things through him it's
1: it's when when, when we're at the the pawn set and mm. you know he gets the call and it's like oh, well and and you can see the director being like i don't want to deal with this guy i want to just deal with the girls themselves yeah you can see it and you know and it's like okay it's just a matter of time yeah and it's purely because he's just he's unnecessary He's, he's just this yeah. middleman for no reason, and and he's unreliable because he could just yeah you know, all right we're going now yeah whereas the the girl is clear like no, no, no we we agreed to this
0: because I'm, yeah, I'm fine being here. There's a few moments where Laurie like because at one point the other girl in the car wants to go back home, and she's like oh hey you know we've got time we can drop her off first before we go to the set, and he's like you contradicting me like even though she's making a fair point and there's not there's nothing yeah. argumentative about what she just said she was just suggesting hey I think we've got time if you want to. It was was probably the most, like, friendly way of suggesting something you could possibly think of. (laughs) And he's like, are you contradicting me? And then later on, you know, this this guy's like, hey, can I get a night with you? You know, I'm a fan. I've seen your movies. You know, they give you $200 and some cocaine. And she's like, oh, I'm down. And she's excited about it. And then Cece's like, no, 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 no. You're like, you know, you're a top item now. You're like a fur coat. 500 or... 500 And that's it. And she's like, yeah, there was a time where that would be a whole night's pay. That would be like a whole night worth of work. And he's like, "Yeah, but you realize who you are. You're special." And she's like, "I'm a whore." And you made that very because this is the thing, the way she he treated her at the porn set was kind of the point she brings up here. And he's got no response for the first time. I think Cece's standing there almost. He's stumped. Yeah, yeah. because you're treating it, her it, like it, this it, in one I scene. I think it's
1: it's the first time he has the realization of of what where the industry is. Because she's like, "I'm a whore," but now I'm a whore with with, with no pay for the night. Yeah. And he's
0: like, shit. It's even the idea. Yeah. He His argument here is that like, you're better than that. You have to know who you are. But the problem is, is that once she realises who she is, she's going to realise she doesn't need him. Yeah. He can't win, can he? No. Um, and I think that hits
1: him in that scene. So. Paul Bastard's obsolete. He knows it.
0: <laughs> it's hard to feel sorry for the pe- the abusive pimp, who we've seen be <laughs> I mean, I know, it is. particularly abusive, even more than the other pimps in the show. And- because uh, i mean, I, mean I did say that pretty flippantly i wasn't, I wasn't being yeah. serious with the sympathy yeah i'm just making sure you're ginger i have to check uh fair enough we get we get one quick scene with Rodney too of course but one of the smaller characters in the show anyway but we see him uh kind of criticizing that oh hey you should go back on the street and make a lot of money again you know to to you. uh you know you just clean yourself up a little bit um but again it's kind of like you know it's kind of shown us the different wrongs like, this is someone who still has street street prostitutes Yep. There's a new pimp that CC talks to on the the shoe stand at one point, the shoe shining guy. Uh, who has got a different kind of philosophy about not showing it off as much, and he's like, "What's the point then? <laughs> I, I do I have I mean, this lifestyle so I can show off my ridiculous clothes and shoes." Like what? <laughs> he's he's got a point, <clears throat> right? Oh yeah, you're just it's advertising like, to people to the police specifically that.
1: But both of them though, yeah. well, like, like like, yeah, the, the new guy's like, "Hey, yeah, but you know, keep it subtle. Don't you don't want to get caught." And Cece's like, no, 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 I, I, I am like this because I want to, you know, be flamboyant and mm. you know, show off. It's like, you know, for him, the the money isn't the aim. It's it's the position and the and the look. It's just like, so that's that's what he wants out of it.
0: Yeah, and the other guy's just like, that's not as what's important to him as much. It's not the status. Yeah, around him. Um, but we so we get a little bit of Ronnie and we get a little bit of um. Uh, of Larry. I had to think of his name there. There's so many characters. We, we had to run down all the characters before we started and just remind ourselves of all the names because there's like 50 characters.
1: Um, there's a lot, yeah. And it's
0: been a year, obviously. Because Larry's only got one scene and obviously he's Darlene's pimp and he's still upset about her reading books and stuff like that. But we see that she's progressed because, I mean, she's doing movies but she, she, she's she got a, a... Or was it a GED, I think, specifically, she had the uh, yeah. diploma. And she's thinking of taking a night class in... We see that she's still kind of friends with Abby, and Abby still supports her, but it kind of keeps her nose out of it. Doesn't try to interfere too much, but is there to talk to her about things uh, yeah. when when stuff comes up. And it's like, okay, right? So, so, so Darlene's, you know, has done some because a, a big thing for her, her character last season was that it looked like she was going to, and then she kind of regressed like really badly every time. Yeah. Uh, whereas this is more like an integration where she's kind of gradually doing it while still having this life um yeah. but again larry's very concerned about her attitude and that she's she's kind of drifting uh, and i thought it was interesting that there was a, there's a new girl under his as a uh, what do you call it command <laughs> not command call it what you will um but he's got a new girl who's very eager like super eager like you know let's have sex right now i can go and work right now and he's like calm down you're working tonight let's like, just take the day off and do things you know yeah
1: i feel like there was a couple of girls who were like this last season Every mm. so
0: often you
1: just haven't been like yeah no, i'm new
0: let's do this I mean, Laurie was kind of like that to a point, you know. I mean, she wasn't as yeah. enthusiastic as this girl, but she was very gun ho about getting into it.
1: There was, I feel like there was always a couple, not even like the main ones, just every uh, in the side every so often. Yeah, just, you know, like this.
0: So, uh, so yeah, so there wasn't a lot with with uh, a couple of the pimps in this episode, but it was kind of just setting them up, saying, "Hey, remain remember these guys that are around." This, what we're no, doing no, with them.
1: this this whole episode, for the most part, is is catch up. Is yeah. this is where everyone is? This is you know, these are the the players for the season.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get we get a small scene with Rudy, uh They've got this plan to take away the windows because you know the the sex shop at the back is like a a viewing you know feature uh, where you pay money to you know open the window up or not open the window but open the shutter and have a look at the dancers. And now they're going to take away the window, so that if they want they can tip and get a get a feel. Is <laughs> basically basically the idea because uh, that's not going to go poorly as soon as you get one crazy guy in there. The logical next step from from the business side, though. uh, I suppose it is. It's funny how it becomes less like actual prostitution, but now he's going further towards it again. It's like, no, no, now they're going to get a feel, so now it's back towards prostitution. But, you know, uh, it is what it is. So so you get all these different things set up. Uh, Alston, of course, is around. We see he's been promoted. He's now a detective uh, who takes Mm -hmm. murder cases, and he's inspecting this guy who got killed that he suspects may have uh, came with his family but ditched them so he could go and get some prostitutes but he ended up getting stabbed so he's looking into that crime uh but we see he's classic 70s story oh yeah sure but we we get a couple of things with him he's he's got a girlfriend that he's living with uh they have a very sweet relationship obviously his big thing last season he he kept trying to be with the reporter and he was kind of just being used by her and then this season he does have a a girlfriend who's a nurse and then we see them flirt a little bit joke about foxy brown which would have been you know a movie that came out (laughs) in the last six years yeah, During the time period, because I think I was 74, if I, if I remember right. Um, I know, it was just it was nice. Alston was always a very likable character. He's kind of this moral centre to the show. Yeah, I know, he was. He was also the the lawful good, right? He is, he, but I, he's a lawful good who's not, like, naive. Like, you know, even in this episode, this, you know, the, the aid to the lawyer comes, on oh, no, the lawyer, of the yeah. mayor. The aid to the mayor comes. He's like, oh, I'm doing some prep work. You know, this new candidate, this new mayor is going to be uh, cleaning up the streets and he just kind of sighs. Goes, yeah. The last guy did that, and the two before him, and probably tons before him. So, as much as he's lawful, good, he's very kind of down to earth and understands sort of the world's the way it is, and he tries to do his best. Yeah. But he doesn't. He doesn't have these goals where he knows they're unattain- unattainable. If I say that he's, properly? He's, he's not got these lofty ideals of fixing everything, mm.
1: but he's very true to himself, and you know, he, he won't. He won't actively make anything worse.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Um, so yeah, we, we again we just a little bit of catch up on him, seeing seeing where he is uh, mm. in all this. And a couple of other things we see that uh, as we going back to Vincent got out making the rounds, but we see Bobby's got a mustache now <laughs> and is using the girls frequently. Yeah, much more than he was before, and uh, Vince doesn't look too happy about this. He's still married to his sister technically, from the sounds exactly. of it. Exactly. He still calls him his yeah. brother-in-law, which makes me think, yeah, I mean, does he have a problem that he, <laughs> this dude's you know cheating on his sister? I, th- I think he does. That's why he's very standoffish with yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. The Bobby doesn't even understand. He's just like, "What did I do?" It's what I actually yeah. thought of the wire during that scene because the, what the f did I do was uh, basically the catchphrase of McNulty on the wire. Just for anyone who watched that, so I actually thought of the wire during that scene. I don't know if that was intentional. If it's just a you know, it's a common enough phrase, but it, it is common enough, and it, it it was the right joke for the time. Yeah. But that that became McNulty's catchphrase on that he'd, he'd say that a lot because he he would always mess up and then be like what the F I do? Fair enough. So no. Yeah. Um. But the show is still slick as hell. It's it's got its style. It feels yeah. like the seventies. Uh, feels very authentic. Feels like they pump money into it. Um, Nila eh, with Danny, he's uh been kicked out because he was cheating on his wife. Mm. So that that's ongoing. Lots of little things being set up around the place. So yeah,
1: that, I'm sure we'll we'll get to properly when they come up. Uh, respectively, in in the the
0: coming episodes. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so so was that was that everything? I mean, I was probably mention that Harvey's lost a lot of weight because right, that, that was very noticeable. It was,
1: and a few of them mentioned
0: it. Yeah, I think actually, I I did a lot of digging into this. He he had um, I forget what it was, but he had an illness, and that made him gain weight. Uh, so he, I think he was intentionally always going to go back down to his like his what his normal size is. Uh, he just happened right. to be filming season one whilst he was overweight. So I, I I think the reasoning in the show is just a way to explain why he's he's uh, in much better shape. Uh, so they had a little thing. He,
1: Six years, people lose weight. Yeah, they do. Uh,
0: but he, you know, he's got a, he's got a wife now, and she's making him eat healthy, and he's miserable because he's eating cottage cheese. <laughs> I get it. No one wants to eat that. Yeah, no, I get it too. I get it too. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's looking slim. Uh, and then Karate Kid's back. Is the other cop? Yep. Yeah, I see him making fun of Alston, who now who's now outranking him. So there you go. He's a sergeant. But hey, uh, so I think I think that's ev- everything. I'm I'm always worried about the show. There's so many characters. There's so much stuff. As <laughs> I going say, on. we say that every
1: episode. I, like, I think that's everything. There's always something. There's, there's, there's always, always one thing. Something. Yeah. Uh, Big yeah. makes a bouncer for the club. I mean, we didn't mention him, but he was nice to see him again. I mean, we mentioned that right at the start with with Candy going in. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> yeah, no, we we mentioned him. You know, spinning
0: her around. Yeah, oh, it's quite right, quite right. Uh, so yeah, all all things considered. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot going on. If we have missed death and I'm sure it'll, we'll mention sure it becomes relevant again in the coming weeks, in the coming episodes. Yes. Uh, very very heavy drama though. Lots of little character interactions to analyse. Lots of the same ongoing themes from before. Um, but it handles its points really well. Uh, so despite the fact that it's very plot laxed, uh, every it's scene just a joy f- to watch. Yeah, every every scene feels like it's got the same love and care put into it. Good acting, good direction,
1: uh, great dialogue. Yeah, yeah the, write,
0: the, the script is king. Yeah, ratings off the, you know, off the charts. This is fantastic. So, uh, so here we are. Do season two. So, apologies. This was a day later than normally. Normally, these should go up on Monday night. Uh, Connor's uh, heavier work schedule. That's been a bit more erratic. Is making it harder to set things in stone. But it should be Monday night most weeks. Yes, here's hoping. Here's hoping uh so but that is, that is episode one of season two of the deuce we'll be back next week with episode two so by all means let us know what you thought of this one in the comments below uh, like and subscribe all that stuff we do have a patreon patreon.com slash TV. if you want to support the channel and the reviews and everything we do here and keep them coming you can head over there and support us for as little as a dollar per month and that's a huge help if you want to do that but uh that is us so thank you once again for watching and listening we always appreciate it keep watching tv guys and Given the booth scene at the start when Frankie goes in to check it, I shall alter my outro line here to have you got any semen.